What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Reentry Network Podcast. It's your boy, T. It's your boy, Yak. And we're about to jump into another episode. We appreciate you guys for watching, taking the time to comment, all that good stuff. Uh, shit, keep doing what you do. It motivates us. As long as you guys like the stories, we'll keep putting them out there. Let's get into it, baby. Like, we kind of had to grow up a little bit fast. And then when we go with dad, dad kind of like was hardworking, nine to five dude, uh, morals, you know, trying to raise us in church and stuff. So it's like, it almost like I had two different worlds that like, if I'm with mom, I got this world. If I'm with dad, I got this world. Now, as I'm getting older, my friends that I'm hanging with, you know, they kind of join the game. So they veering off and it's like, I mean, I feel like, oh, man, I don't want to be left alone and stuff. Yeah. And then when uh, my buddy Africa got killed, well, we called him Africa, his name was Chris. But when he got killed, that's when I was just like, okay, um, I, I want to be a part now. I met him through the program and he had a lot, like this crazy hustle that I never seen like with anybody. Um, and I saw it progress. I don't want to say too much because we're going to hear it right now. But this guy has been progressing and now he's gone through a bunch of trials and tribulations. But where he's at now and his mindset is wild because he's been previously incarcerated. He's gone through. He knows what the street life is like. Um, and he's a great dude, man. You yeah. like he's a great dude. Great heart, too. So I really want to give a warm welcome to our boy Edward Tate for being here, bro. Let's thank get you it. so much, man. Thank you. Thank Eddie. you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Man, I know we, we talked about getting you on the podcast earlier, but I'm glad we held off because now you got this dope look. Like, yeah, man. It, this dope look. It, it, it looks so nice, yeah. man. Y'all put it together well, and I'm just, uh, I'm like proud. Like, like man, because I see where you guys yeah. started from, and I see you going. But, I mean, that just show how y'all is. Y'all yeah. always drive. Y'all always motivated. So, I mean, it's showing for itself. I like that. I and, and even that. you, you've stuck with it because you've seen before there was even mm -hmm. an idea of podcasting. Right. Yeah, yeah. I remember when y'all was know? even talking about it. Y'all yeah. just had like a little table and a little mic. But I mean, look at everything that's put together that's now. So, wild. I mean, we couldn't do this without like your work too. Like what you've done mm -hmm. for the program. You made us look good really at the end of the day too. I mean, yeah. shit, I've wrote a couple times, stories huh? about this couple guy. Times. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to touch on where you kind of grew up when you come up because you're also a different era that we haven't had before either. Mm -hmm. um, so talk to us a little about your come up, where you grew up, you know, what family looked like for you and stuff like that. Um, so I grew up in Carson, which my area is like considered like Delamo, like because you got different areas in Carson. But I grew mm -hmm. up in Delamo area, Carson, which is it's, it's nice. I mean, Carson is, uh, I guess you could say like suburban, like because it's nice, big homes, successful people there. But um, in the 80s. You know, when the gang start coming, it kind of like changed things. So the area is nice, but the activity level of the gang, um, it's it's crazy, man. Like a lot of stuff going, on. but you wouldn't know it because they like to hide stuff from the news because they want to keep the city have a reputation of this. So a lot of stuff that go on, you know, they just sweep it under the rug. So right. if you don't live there or don't be around there, then you wouldn't even know half the stuff that go on. Right, Del Delamo's a nice area too. Yeah, no, no, that makes mm -hmm. sense. You would think your normal average person driving, they they, they know Hawthorne. Going mm -hmm. towards the South Bay Galleria or or Delamo Mall or something like that, right? They think it's all like yeah. that, but they always think it's good. But like yeah. I said, they they want to keep an image, so it's like uh, mm -hmm. like if things happen, you're not gonna see it on the news or right. thing, unless it's just super crazy to the point where they gotta broadcast so, it. But right. other than that, they yeah. just sweep it under the rug. Cause it's which, like, which even talking about it, it's not even a bad thing, right? That things look nice or whatever. That's the way it should be. But mm -hmm. there's things that community folks go through that that probably should be highlighted to get a little more attention, a little yeah. more help out there. You know? 
know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think yeah. a lot of things should be highlighted because some stuff do get ignored. So right. that's like the messed up part about it, you know? Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, no, but one thing I want to touch on is family, though. Because mm-hmm. you got a big family, bro. Like, yeah, you really yeah, do. It, it was eight of us. Damn, eight of you guys. And, so, and am, I, am I tripping? You're also related to Alonzo? That that's we my had uh, on brother-in-law. Right. That's nuts. Yeah, we, he's married we, to yeah, my sister. Yeah, I just thought, I thought about that right now. I'm mm-hmm. like, you recommended him, came on the podcast, great podcast. Oh, yeah, he got, he got a big, story. So he big family stuff. then, huh? Yeah, right. big family. It was eight of us. Uh, unfortunately, in 1999, uh, my sister passed away. So she passed away. Um, Hard to hear that. She was six. It was about to be her seventh birthday, but she passed away. But I was young, so I was too young to remember. So I was like two when she passed away. How? What? What place do you fall in the family? Like Uh, I'm the last one. Is that right? Yeah, baby. So I mean, growing up, it was it was cool. You know, had a big family, a lot of siblings. So we all had each other to comfort each other. You know, cry with each other. We had a fight and everything. Our parents. my mom and dad, they was married, but they split by the time I was, like, five. So I grew up um, in the household with my mom, and it was kind of different. Because my dad, he's from Compton. You know, he's from the streets, but he changed his life once he started having kids. My mom, she more so, like, you know, she became a mother, but she still kind of had her street her street side of her. So yeah. it's, like, in one sense, you know, living with moms, it's, like, it was rough. And, like, we had to grow up, like... We kind of had to grow up a little bit fast, and then when we go with dad, dad kind of like was hard working, nine to five dude, uh, morals, you know, trying to raise us in church and stuff. So it's like mm. it almost like I had two different worlds. That like if I'm with mom, I got this world. If I'm with dad, I got this world. Right. So, um, so you're a church, you're a church kid too. Like yeah, my my grandfather was a bishop, so ah. we actually had a family okay, church. So man. I I grew up in like going to church stuff. That's why it's like even the times I was in the streets, like I always kept that you know, like, religious side in the back of my head because, you know, that's why I grew up in the church. So it's like I never try to pull away from that too much because, I mean, at the end of the day, that's why I'm still here. You know, God absolutely just praying and having faith, you know, that's why because a lot of things I've been through, it's like, man, it could have been over. Like, even, right. like, with uh, I'm losing friends, just lost a friend recently, like, and I just be thinking, like, man, sh- I'm covered because that couldn't have been me. Right. So, so growing up with uh, both parents like that a little separate, did they both live in Carson? Uh, no, nah, you my said dad, one of them Compton, and then you just travel back and forth. My mom was in Carson, and then my dad he kind of like was bouncing around, so he would like have like this spot, that Got spot. You. So sometimes if I'm going with dad, I might live in Long Beach, I might live in Compton. We don't live in Lancaster, so it's like is that right, Lancaster? Yeah, okay. being with dad, you know, bounce around, but stationary, yeah. I was always in Carson with mom. So you're moving, you're moving around at the young age, and it was like just nonstop from like what say, let's say five to. Five, like, yeah, like 15. Because then when I got in high school, that's when I went and officially went to go live with dad. Like, mm-hmm. now I was at the point where mom's like, okay, I can't, you, you got to go live with your dad now. I can't do you no more. Now, you said, now you said that Lamo's like always had, like, it's had that culture in the past. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly, like I said, when I think of the Lamo, I think a nice area, a great area. Yeah. But every city has its parts. When it comes to you being, exposed to all that kind of stuff, you know, start participating, you know, hanging out with the, with the homies and things like that. Mm-hmm. At what age did that kind of start for you? That kind of started, I always seen it when I was a little kid, I always seen the stuff, but I started getting more involved around like, I would say like 17, 16, because like my big brother, he's like, um, he's a, he did like seven years in prison, you know, he been mm. game banking since he was 13, so he came in like the, the early 90s when game banking was like at its all time high, like it was, it was real. Yeah. Not saying it ain't real now, but, right. you know. Yeah. So, um, 
my brother, he he was in that lifestyle, so I always been around it, seeing him. Mm. But I try to stay away because I'm like, I don't really want to be in that because I see the things that he go through and the stuff he had to deal with. But then I start getting pulled in because now as I'm getting older, my friends that I'm hanging with, you know, they kind of join the game, so they veering off. And it's like, I mean, I feel like, oh, man, I don't want to be left alone and stuff. Yeah. And then when uh, my buddy Africa got killed, well, we called him Africa. His name was Chris. But when he got killed, that's when I was just like, okay, you know, I, w- I want to be a part now. Like, now I'm, I'm going full-fledged with it. Wow. So so growing up, up to that point, you didn't really have a lot of, like, uh, drama in your life, per se? It was it was pretty steady, and then... No, nah, it was still drama, because um, yeah. even growing up in Delamo, it's like, just for you being from Delamo, like, the other um, parts of, like, other neighborhoods from Carson, they don't like... Got you. So even though you might be like, hey, I don't gangbang, but they still like, oh, you from Delamo, oh. you still, like, oh. they consider you, like, you still one of them, so... Like, growing up, like, dudes would chase you around, try to shoot at you, try to, you would, they would beat you up and stuff just for you just being, like, you don't have to have no gang ties, but if you was raised in Delamo, because, and I don't know, I feel like they get points for that. Like, they get points like, hey, I, I got somebody over there, you know? Yeah. Rather than being like, oh, I actually got a person, a person with a name, but. They just blanketed it. Just yeah, whoever. so Delano that was, was a, that, I mean, that's, that was a rough part about it. It's like, even though you're on gang bang and Damn. stuff, it's like, you still have to move like you did, because. I mean, I knew plenty of dudes that was non-affiliates, but they didn't got shot. Um, some got killed, like you know. So it's just kind of growing up. That's what it was. It was yeah, that's what it was. Like everybody knew. So you gotta, you gotta be careful. Don't, don't be nonchalant. Oh, I ain't with the street stuff and this and that. Nah, you gotta have your eyes open. You better move like you is with the street stuff. So it's like, like I said, Carson is beautiful. When you go over there, you look at it, you be like, oh man, ain't nothing going on over here, but. If you live over there, you raise over there, you man, see it all. You, yeah. you see it all. The inside stuff is like crazy. Damn. You touched on like so your dad used to have that kind of past life too, your mm-hmm. father. Like when you you growing up, were you exposed to that too through your dad too, or was it just like big bro? Nah, um one thing, my father, he's a great man. That's why I feel like I'm the man I am today, because um having a father like that. So I am appreciative of having a background of church and then also my father. My father was like I don't want this for my kids because he grew up in Compton. He was uh, from Nutty Block, so he so hubbing the dove right there. Yeah, same so he same, and same, he yeah. came in the '80s era, so you know how that was in Compton. Um, he came around the time where Compton was the murder capital. You know, Damn. before you had Chicago Damn. and stuff. You know, Compton was known for the murder capital. Yeah. So pops, uh, pops been shot too. He been shot with a 12 gauge in his ribs. So Damn. yeah, pops seen it all. So, but it sounds like he just. He got his shit right and just really right. became that that important role model pretty yeah, much, right? He, he told me when he got shot, um, it was like he was in the grass just laying in a peaceful field. And he said that's when he recognized that he was dying. But he said he said a prayer to the Lord, like, I'm not ready to go yet. Like, please, I just want to have a son. Like, please, Lord, like, spare my life. And he said when he said that, that's when he said, like, everything, like, came back. And he said he felt all the pain. But he said before that, he was just, like, laying peaceful and... You know, he was like, man, I just feel so relaxed. But then once like, he said like that prayer. Ready to give up, damn near. Yeah, huh? once he said right. that prayer, it's like he came back, he felt the pain. Yeah. So he told me that once uh, God spared his life, he said he was done. Like, because he knew, like, man, I want to have a kid. And then once he started having a family, he said he don't want his family to go through or see anything that he had to see. Which, I mean, my dad, he had uh, both his parents' life. My grandfather was a hardworking dude. So mm-hmm. um, in his household, it was structured. But, you know, going outside, living in Compton, it's like they they outside life, they didn't bring mm-hmm. home. But it's like once they go out them doors, man, it was right. it was all game. 
You were you. I mean, I would say personally, he kind of you started started jumping to the game at a late age, low key. Yeah. Um. What What about like going through school before that beforehand? Like you weren't exposed to any of that even in school too. No, I was, but um. I would say more so. I was kind of protected because of who my brother was. So uh, my brother having the name that he had, like he had like a a, a well known like I would say like kind of fair name. So, um, I was kind of protected in my area, like. A lot of dudes, they knew, like, okay, like, make sure he good or, yeah, don't. Like, that's he, homeboy's brother. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, so just, make sure yeah, he good. So, ain't nothing. So I was, like, fortunate to have that. Like, the big brother I had, Correct. so I kind of, like, got, like, that pass. So even though I experienced, like, little things, but more so I was good because if I do experience something, like, because my brother was in jail for a long time, so I didn't have my brother there always. Like, he did, like, a seven-year mm-hmm. stretch, and then even though when he got out from seven years, he always go in and out mm-hmm. for years, though. So um, even if I didn't have my brother, the dudes in the neighborhood, you know, if I'm getting in trouble or got some problems going on with somebody, you know, I can run to them. Hey, I got this going on. You know, mm-hmm. they got my back and stuff. So until I became my own man and then now it's like, okay, now I can handle my own. Yeah. Now, when, so you're at 16, you start getting involved. What is some stuff you start kind of getting involved in? You don't have to be detailed, but. Like. Uh, I can tell you, like, one time I remember um, I was chilling at the park. And I was telling my boy, he was like, at that time, he was like, you know, in the in the gang and stuff. So I was chilling one time, and uh, it was a dude that was walking up. And we was all looking at him, because we were like, who is this? So then my buddy was like walking towards him, but then he was just a distraction. And then on the other side, you had two other dudes came around with like masks up, no with guns in their head, and they was getting ready to shoot us. This at night, or like? Nah, just during the day, broad daylight. Broad daylight so they ran bro. up on the park, the and they, West, they had huh? guns. Jeez. Yeah, but I mean, thank God we... I don't know. It's like, man, that's why I said God's real because yeah. for some reason, like, they just didn't shoot and they had us. Like, I mean, all they had to do was just, if they would have pulled the trigger one time, they could have got all of us. I mean, it was nobody that was spared at that time. And I don't know. It's just like they was aiming at us, but I don't know if they guns jammed or, you know, they didn't want to do it or somebody, because I did hear people screaming and stuff, yeah. but, I mean, they didn't shoot and then we was able to run away and get away and stuff. But, like, little stuff like that, like I experienced things like that coming up and stuff, you know. So going through things like that, do you feel like that made you uh, like a little more resentful towards the other groups? Or were you like, you know what, it's just a little crazy. Let, let me uh, go back to the drawing board. No, nah, it, it made me more so resentful because I had to get in the mindset of I can't be nonchalant to it because even yeah, okay. though I might not be a part of it, but if they was to catch me then, and it's like, it's not like I was an in-the-house dude, like, oh, I sit in the right. house all day. No, I like to be outside. I like... Going outside, going to different cities, adventure, you know, we going to go mess with girls or whatever the case may be. So mm-hmm. I knew that as long as I'm stepping outside, I got to have this mindset because you never know. That's like, true. you know, you don't want to be stupid or dull. And you, I mean, that's how a lot of dudes got killed in Carson. Cause yeah. They didn't think like, oh, this ain't got nothing to do with me. And then it's like dudes come around. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what they say, right? When you least expect it. Or yeah, whatever. when you least like expect it. So when your mind is not paying attention to that, it's like that, those mainly the ones that get killed. Because it's funny because the dudes that actually like in that life, like it's like so rare something happened to them because everybody's on guard. They already know stuff. They know how to move. It's structure. Yeah, but the right. dudes that's not in that yeah. life and that be like nonchalant to it, like oh I don't care about none of this stuff. Then things happen to them. Because like I said, just being mm-hmm. in Carson, if you just from there, I grew up over there, like, you know, dudes going to do something to you, and they going to yeah. get points off of that. So they get points off of somebody with a name or somebody without a name. 
But that's how you're seeing it too, because you, you're seeing it as like a it's like a point system. Everybody mm-hmm. else was seeing it that way too in that area, like. Yeah, everybody. Like, that's like, how most you of the people I grow with, they seen it that way. They and, they know. And, and so since Pops having seen it and having been through it, did he recognize when you were going down that path? Right. Did he know like, hey, yeah. hey, what's up? You, you, something's going yeah, on he, here. You, you. He he knew, and I mean, at the end of the day, Pops tried his best. He he tried yeah. his best, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, he tried everything he could, but. Just sometimes, I'm just the type of person, like, I got to learn, like, I, I learn hands-on. I don't learn by somebody telling me, yeah. like, you could tell me, hey, to build that wall, you got to do this and that. Nah, I can't do it like that. Like, I need to see you do, like, a little something, and then I'll learn like that. Or that I, I got to do it myself. Like, I got to go through trials and trials and error, error to know, you know. So, I mean, at the end of the day, Pops was trying his hardest to do what he do. He had long talks with me, but it was just something that it's like, I mean, hey, I'm not living under your roof, so... You know, times I'm not with you, I'm I'm getting like mm. exposure to a lot of things. You know, he he never hit you with like, if you're gonna be under this roof, you can't do X, Y, and Z. Um, not too much, cause that's how his dad was. Okay. Not too much, cause I mean, he felt like that's what pushed him out, cause his dad being the way he did, so he didn't try to be like that too much, cause it's like then it'll really, cause sometimes mm. when you be a little too strict, then it'll really make somebody mm. go off the edge. But then it's like, I mean, Pops is a, a very religious man, so at the end of the day, he just, he could do what he can, but he just put his faith in God. So yeah. he like, you know, at the end of the day, my son, he's becoming a man. Once he make his own decisions, he just got to, you know, God just protect him. That's, I mean, so much I could do, you know. Right. That's the reality of it, too. You're mm-hmm. getting older. You're a little more grown. Yeah. Like, they can only say so much. Whipping you probably doesn't help no more. Yeah, you don't, nah. It doesn't hurt as bad. All that good stuff, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um. I know for so you ended up going to prison, right? At a certain no, point, I, I never county. been to prison. Okay. I've been to the county. So county and going through that, mm-hmm. what was um, should, what was the lead up to that, and how did that start? Like, you know what I mean? That's a big step in that in that game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, honestly, uh, I mean, all that came because it's like, man, once I did like get initiated into the game, it's like my life just 360 fast. Oh, man. Now it's like, it's a different ball games. Now it's like, now you carrying pistols and things like that. So um, I I was carrying a gun and I got caught. So that was my first Mm. case was a gun case. Well, actually, um, I got caught with a pistol before, but I was with other people. So nobody said nothing. So then um, I just stayed in the station for like a week and then they had a DA reject so they threw it out. But then I ended up getting caught with a gun again. Now I'm alone. So now... Ain't nobody uh, got to take this right. one. I got to write this one out. So um, it's like once I got initiated into the game, that's when everything changed. It's like now life is different. Now it's like you, you ride around or you walk around with guns. Now you got to watch out for police. You got to watch out for people rolling up on. It, it's just a different ball game now. Like now, now it gets real. When you got initiated yeah, is when you picked up your first gun or no? Um, no, nah, nah, that wasn't the first one. But that's when it's like. Now it's like my own. Like at first, it used to be like, oh, everybody like we passing around. But now it's like, nah, this mine. It's like I'm I'm holding mine close now. That's crazy, right? You you kind of um, transition and you start solidifying yourself in there. Mm-hmm. And now it's not dependent on what everybody else is doing because now you know you, you you gonna keep a G. You gonna l- yeah. do whatever you're gonna do. You're gonna do it on your own, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, it's now it's my own choice because even it's like your own. like I said, even though I had the brother that I had, so. Ah. Um, but when I got initiated, my brother was with me for about three months, and then he went to jail. So when he went to jail, he did like three, I think like two, either two or three years. 
So for that minute of time, like I basically got put on. My brother was there a little bit, but I mean he wasn't there to hold my hand. So it's like, what, was he tripping when you got put on? Or? Nah, I mean he tried to keep me away as well. Cause but you, you're already sixteen, seven. You already made the decision. Yeah, I'm assuming, so right? he, he tried to keep me away, but then it's like. I mean, he's seen that I was just getting too too closer and closer. So now his thing is, okay, well, I obviously can't keep him away. So the best thing I can do is I just show him the best way to do this. Like, you know, if he's not going to stay away, then I just got to be hands-on with him and, and show him, like, every way to survive, mm. get by, and how to do things. So, But like I said, my brother ended up going to jail, so he was there for me a little bit. But then, like, most of the time I, I was on my own, man. I had to... Become my own man. Yeah. Like I couldn't run under my brother's name or be like, oh, yeah, this is my brother, or use my brother as a get-out-of-jail-free card. Nah, it's like, your brother ain't here, so, All hey, right. you got to be your own guy now. That would it, Was that a scary moment when he went away? Like, for you, like, even that day, you're like, damn, like, shit might just pop off. Were you going to find out he's going to be in there for some time? For um, you, as far as, like, how did you I wouldn't feel? say scary, but it, it, it was, like... Well, I guess it was, like, a little nervous. Like, it had me nervous a little bit because it's like, man, like, now I, I feel like I don't got no protection. Like, mm -hmm. even though I got my homeboys and stuff, but it's like my brother, I know for sure he got my back, like, all the way. Like, he – so it's like it was a little bit. But then again, it, it wasn't because it's like I looked at it as, I mean, nobody forced me into this. Right. I'm the one that put myself into this position. Mm -hmm. So ain't no crying or – being a little scared dog, tuck his tail and be in the corner. Nah, like, you, you got to be a man. You got to figure that shit out. Like, suck that shit up, you know? I, I ask because that's the thing. That's the that's one of the things that you, you adopt when you take this kind of lifestyle. It's like, now you got to be on guard. Mm -hmm. You got to be fearing for stuff every day. You got to be looking at, like, a, like you know, the side of your shoulders and checking, yeah. making sure, like, you're, you'll be all right. Yeah. And I wanted to see how you felt about that. Like, what does it feel like having a fucking look over your shoulders every time and make sure you're good to go? Do you really want to live that lifestyle for the rest of your life or no is the thing, you know? Yeah. And that's why, like, you know, I try to, like, talk to, like, younger dudes. I mean, I'm not super old, but I try to talk to younger dudes that's, like, younger than me or even, like, um, some of the young dudes that want to, like, join. Like, you got some little dudes that, like, I want to join the hood and this mm -hmm. and that. I'm the type, like, man, I don't make it sound good. Like, you got some dudes that be like, oh, yeah, man, you joined the hood, man. You going to get this? You going to get that? No, nah, yeah. man, I'm going to tell you the real. I'm going to tell you the, the, the bad part about this. Because at the end of the day, if you decide you still want to go through with this, then that means that you you fully responsible for whatever come with it. You're so it's like, because yeah. some dudes get set up. They, they like, some dudes make it glorified and make it look good. So then when a dude get, get joined, then he find out, like, oh, man, this ain't what y'all said it is to be. Right. This other then. Then they, they fold, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They end up turning snitches or they go away or, you know what I'm saying? But if you be straight and honest with somebody and they decide to do it, then now they know, like, okay, well, this is what I got to expect. Now it it kind of build a better uh, a better man out of them when they join this. So I keep it real, bro. I don't I don't try to make nothing look, yeah. look good, you know? I'll be That's honest. That's dope because the reality is the fucking reality of it. The reality mm -hmm. is, and I know it sounds like a cliche, they said death, prison, whatever, right? But yeah. I mean, you ain't, you know, it's the damn truth, though. That's why you keep hearing it mm -hmm. over and over. No, really, it, it is. Know? It is. And if you're fortunate and you're protecting enough, you see that around you. So now right. it's like, damn, like, like sometimes, like, it might not be you that end up going to jail, yeah. death, or prison, but you just seeing all the ones that you love around you going to yeah. jail, they dying and stuff. So it's like, you almost still suffering because it's like, fuck, like, I, I got to be the one that sit here and just endure this shit. Like, fuck, right. I, that makes sense. You yeah. feel alone and shit, you know, sometimes. 
So you start going to county now for a gun charge. That's your first time you go to the county? Mm -hmm. That's your first time actually doing some kind of time. Yeah. Right? So you're like 18 at that point? 18-ish? Yeah, I'm like 18, 19. So, uh, but it was only a month. That was the longest I did. Thank God. Like, I ain't never did like no long stretches. But uh, county was like, the longest I ever did was a month. Which, uh, which I got blessed too. Because usually when you go to the county, man, you fighting, you, you going through it. But, I mean, I didn't run into no enemies in there. So it's like... I didn't get that experience of, of fighting and counting and stuff like that, so that's what, why. I what was what like, were some of the feelings that you did experience when you got there? Things that I did experience, I just seen how and, and feeling it could be feelings, not even situations. Yeah, you know, right. like the fact that you have a corn-fed big old dudes telling you strip naked, mm-hmm. give me squatting cops. Yeah, it just you know, it, all that. It was like it was like depressing because it's like man, you like first off when you go in, um, they they make you strip naked. So you're around a bunch of dudes. You got to be naked. Then you got to shower up. And then not only that, then you got the guard that before you go to like your dorm and shit, now you got to bend over and spread your ass cheeks and cough. Like, I mean, it make you feel like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, like, like that's the truth right there. Yeah. That's like the that's, that's the type of, it, of shit you got to go through. So yeah. that's horrible. Then the food is, is fucking horrible. Like then you're around a lot of motherfuckers that um, some of them is like drug addicts or they come from the street. So they don't take care of their hygiene. So they... They fucking stink. They gotta be around Homeless. you all day. Sometimes you get mad. You tell like I, I got mad. Dude told I tell dude like man, you gotta shower, bro. Like you stink. Like mm-hmm. man, so it's like that shit. It's just it's just unsanitized. Like shit, horrible. Then you be around a bunch of dudes all day to where it's like they complaining about this and that. And then depending on what dorm you go to, now you got politics. Um, you got the Hispanics, the blacks. You got the uh, woods, and um, you got the um. I forgot what else. Like, like basically, like I guess you could say like Pisces. Like, yeah. So yep. um, then you got the politics to where you can't cross certain tables, you can't use certain phones, you can't be in certain areas, you can't go and be talking, making deals like without nobody. Like, like it's just too much politics. So sometimes right. you just got to be on your cues all the time and stuff. So and, and yeah. that's a, like a, a complete one eighty yeah. from normal life out here. Mm-hmm. Like it ain't if you, if you were. That's the one thing, right? What's the first thing they tell you? You didn't want to listen. You, you didn't want to listen to rules out there yeah. in the real world. And then you get in there and all of a sudden you can't walk here. You can't use that phone. You got to go to bed at this time, mm-hmm. quiet time. Those are the realities of, of that lifestyle. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's counter counter uh, intuitive. It, it just, it's and, conflicting. And it's intimidating because you know? it's like when you're walking in, mind you, I was small as hell when I went like fucking Man. featherweight. So it's like you seeing dudes, they watching you as you come in, like big swole mm-hmm. dudes. Like they probably did prison signs, and it's like they watch you as you come in. They want you like, oh yeah, yeah, bring them over here. So it's like you can't tell the guard, oh no, I don't want to go in there. Like yeah, that ain't your choice. Like the places you don't want to go in, you might have to go in there. So you can't. And then if you don't go in, then now now your name is 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 smutted. Now you're known as a, a bitch or a pussy or you scary and this yeah. and that. And that goes around fast, like. Jail, not only around the jail, but then the outside, then your homies on the outside, they get the word to be quick. And then it's like, not only is you got this label in jail, but now it's on the outside. So then when you come back home, you know, your homies find out about that. Now you got to deal with your homies on the street and stuff. So, I mean, it's crazy, man. I I honestly, I would tell any youth or anybody coming up that if that's the the route they want to go, then they better off taking a whole nother route because... That's route is just not made for no man. Yeah. You know, jail is not for man. Jail is like for literally for an animal. You know, it turned people yeah. into animals in there. And now you on survival mode. And that's what animals do. Animals survive in in the jungle and stuff like that. 100%. They're on full survival mode 
24-7. That's their life is survival. So that's what jail is. It's a survival, so you become an animal, you know, more than so of being a mm -hmm. human being. Well, I guess, like, when you came into your first time, you did you already know the politics, or you were, you had to learn a little bit through mistakes? No, nah, I had to learn. I didn't know shit at all, because it's like, I've never been to jail at all. I didn't, I didn't go to juvie or shit like that, so it's like, I never knew about the politics, so you learn as you get there. And that's why it's like, I mean, somebody, but you got somebody that, that, that run the they'll dorm and stuff, like, that, bit, yeah, yeah they'll, they'll fill you in, they'll school you, they'll let you know, okay, don't do this, this, and that, and mm -hmm. this and that, so, I mean, they understand, because if you fuck up, then they understand, like, all right, well... Nah, you're not supposed to do this. But they'll get the rundown, so once you get that rundown, then you got to be on it because then if you fuck up, like, like for instance, like I told you, you can't use certain phones or you can't use... Now, all dorms is not like that. Some dorms is no politics at all. you just free. Yeah. You know, you do whatever you want, but then you got the dorms that got the politics, so you fuck around and sit at this table, then you're going to get beat up. You fuck around and use this phone, you're going to get beat up. You use that toilet, you're going to get beat up. So it's like you got to be... Did you ever? Did you personally ever make a mistake where you had like repercussions for it? Mm -mm. Nah. So you were no. able to find your way smoothly through it. Yeah, it was, it was sharp. He got a head on his shoulders. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I just seen I just seen dudes that when they did fuck up like, and sometimes they don't just all make it beat you up. They'll make you work out. Like I know with the woods, somebody fucked up in they on their side, so they made the dude work out until he like literally like couldn't work out, and he like damn near grown ass man, like damn near crying, like I can't do it no more. And they like. All right, like you better do it, cause if not, and then they had like four dudes waiting right there, cause just in case he don't do it, they they finna they finna smashing. Damn, so that's it's wild. like shit. You better do this. Yeah. It's either you gonna do this workout, get through this workout, or you gonna get your ass beat. Then it's fucked up, cause now you didn't try to get through the workout. Now you all beat up, tired from the workout, and now you gotta get your ass beat again. So it's like shit. Cause, yeah, cause you pushed and you tried. And then yeah, now they got yeah, you. Yeah, wobbly like linguine, spaghetti. You can't. Yeah, and I'm this. and I mean like grown man, like he dinner about to grown cry like man, that huh? shit. I'm like, right. what the fuck? Yeah. That type of shit is crazy. But it, it's like, then when little shit happened, like I know the Southsiders, they had to uh, discipline somebody, so they beat a dude up, even with stuff like that. Like I, this is my first time in county, so I'm used to like just look. So I look up like, oh shit, like they beating his ass, and then uh, <laughs> the dudes had to tell me like, hey, hey, stop looking over there, yeah, like. If you keep looking, like you gonna get it next. Like you ain't supposed to look. Like don't never look when they got they stuff going on. Yeah. Cause then too, that's almost like snitching. Cause it's like if you looking and doing like this, then the guards, the guards at, not stupid. Yeah. They gonna notice like, hey, what is he looking at? Why he? That is oh. true. Yeah. So it's yeah. like one, you're not supposed to be in their business, and then two, that's like almost like that's like them. They're almost snitching kind of. Cause you letting the guards know what's going on. I didn't even think about that, bro. My yeah. ass would probably look and just expose myself if I even... Yeah, no, hell no. Oh. Yeah, no, I've seen some some stories where dudes are looking and they tell them without even them knowing. They'll tap them and they'll be like, hey, you're going to go back there. And they're like, for what? Yeah. Yeah, without just asking like or nothing. And before you know it, you're just getting beat up. What the you know? fuck? Mm -hmm. So you're just, supposed to just yeah. Yeah. Going on. yeah, that's what it is. And and I hope, like I said, that that's part of what the podcast is for is just to, again, highlight the reality and it's like, Having heard it, and I understand, right? Because when we're this at a certain age, you want to find out for yourself. So ain't nothing anybody can tell you. Yeah. But uh, the reality is, there's already been a thousand, thousand, hundreds of thousands of people that already went through it before you, mm -hmm. and we're just trying to give you some pointers of uh, why would you want to sign up for something like that or live that type of lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because that would be my highlight. My highlight is when I'm talking about. The stuff I talk about is not to glorify mm -hmm. it, but it's just to like basically bring awareness to the people yeah. that's not like, man, like this ain't like don't be stupid like I was and like, oh, well, let me have to go through it to see it. Right. Because then sometimes you might get stuck. Like man. it's like you might go through something that you can't turn around from. You know, a lot of people's fortunate to walk away with 
like some dudes I know they didn't go to jail before or they not dead or they they don't got no bullet wounds and things like that but that's like a small like that's probably like a one or mm-hmm. I would say one to five percent chance of things like that happening so it's like man like if I can just bring awareness to like the youth or whoever like like man if you got something else going on in life go down that path this yeah. path is not the path you want Especially anything is more beautiful than than going yeah, down that path. Yeah, anything is more beautiful, you know? and especially nowadays. I mean, it's it's different nowadays. I mean, look look how it is. it's so cutthroat, you know. And that's the thing that they don't yeah. tell you too. It's it's real cutthroat. Like, I mean, you'll worry about your homies more than you'll actually worry Anyone about else. actually enemies, and that's the, that's the more scary part about it. Like, you know, your enemies, you know what they're coming with. Like, you you are respect what's going on with them, but you got your homies who smile in your face. Will sh- like shake your hand and then when you turn around will bite you in the back like a snake so it's like yeah that's the part that's like that got you you know like really over your shoulders like it ain't the enemies like yeah it's the enemies too but it's really your homies sometimes and that's what a lot of yeah. people don't know yeah I hear stories too especially like finding out what like one thing someone said once you go to prison you all don't know the reality or Rock said this once you go to prison you don't know the reality what happens to your girl when she's back out here like if you have a girl you go to prison you don't know what your boy's about to be doing like they're gonna try to get at your girl all this kind of stuff oh, yeah. like that's the real like you think they're your boys but at the end of the day like yeah, yeah it's just, it's just like you mentioned in the beginning you're like you, you hear it and depending on wh- who pitched it to you, it may sound like a fairy tale. Like, okay, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't get it pitched right, which some dudes don't, mm-hmm. then they end up in those scenarios and they realize, holy shit, this game is not what it is. Right. You know? Yeah, it's not what it is. So that's the thing. Like, a lot of dudes don't get it pitched right. Some dudes will glorify to you. They they almost like salesmen. They'll make it yeah. sound so good to where it's like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. But, but, but they like, don't tell you that the most they've ever done is 16 and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't tell you. They've only been in and out themselves. They've never done yeah. anything more than five years, you know? Because I got, I got homies that I went to school with, that I grew up with, like, even, like, uh, with some of them. Like, like one of my homies, like, he got put on and shit. I mean, pretty much was only out for about a year and went to jail and went straight to a to serving, like, eight to 12 years. Oh, man. So it's like... Childhood friend, huh? Yeah, so it's like, even, like, stuff like that. Like, sometimes you don't always get... For, like, me, I was fortunate to just... As long as I did was a month in the county. No, him, his first thing, when he went to jail, he automatically eight to 12 years, you know? So, like... And then it's like, it's fucked up for him because he was supposed to come home because I just talked to him recently. He's supposed to come home. He didn't got an ad charge, so now he got to do another three, three to four years, so... Damn. Yeah, and, and like you, just like that. That's like how fast that. those those. Uh, but you, but you know what? Judging by how you're saying it and everything, it sounds like you knew off rip that that wasn't a, a, a an environment that you mm-hmm. really wanted to be in. Yeah, like you made that decision that well, early on. I talked to a dude. Um, um, shout out to Blue man. I remember when I um, first was like coming along. Blue, he was taking me home one day. We was in his truck, and he pulled over. Cause um, Blue was my brother's friend, so like, so he knew. So he pulled over. And he was like, "Man, he was like, I really hate that you did this shit, but it's too late. So I ain't gonna preach to you. But the only thing I'm gonna tell you, like, he was serious. Like, he pulled the truck over and everything. He like, the only thing I'm gonna tell you is, be yourself. Don't be the person who you was before this shit. And that stuck with me in my head. Like, I always told myself, like, I'm gonna always be who I was. Like, I'm not gonna let the game consume me or or make me a different person. Like, yeah, I, okay, I got that side, and you know, I can. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to always be who I was before this. Like, it ain't going to change because, and, and I, that's what I did. I always stuck with that. So I always been myself. Like, I never changed up or never tried to be somebody else that I ain't. Like, I always just been myself, even to this day. Like, who you see now, who you talk to now, I've always been this person, you know? 
I mean, so, I met Brian and then met you first. I met yeah. you like a year after or something like that. You've always been sharp, and that was two, three years ago now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Do I know Blue? No, no, no. This is a... No, nah, you don't know the Blue I'm talking about. Okay, because it's another Blue I know. But yeah. I think... Yeah, nah, not I, that I one, thought it was one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Uh, but you know, one thing... So you went to County that one time, but you've been a few times. How many times total? Um, Just like in and out, like little stuff. Like I probably did days or like... A week, probably like four or five times. Four well, five I, on times. one of them, when I seen you doing the community service right out front, how random was that? You saw yeah, him doing yeah, that? Doing, random. What? He's like, damn, I turned around. Yeah, I was, like, uh, I was doing community service. I was like yep. fucking painting the graffiti and shit. And I still oh, got to do it. I still got community still, service right now. Yeah. <laughs> you said it still happened. But I'm almost, thank God, I'm almost done. I'm, uh, I'm um, currently on probation in two counties. I'm on L.A. County and Orange County. But gotcha. I'm, I'm almost at my finish line with yeah. both of them. Yeah, so. that's good. And, and this is all just residual stuff from stuff that you already went through. You haven't been fucking up like that. You're just, this yeah. is all just, the, like people don't write, you get probation. If you get it for two years, mm -hmm. and let's say you don't piss one month, all your success is gone because now they want to violate you or now they want to, yeah. you know, there's some good, there's there's pros and cons, you know, definitely yeah. pros and cons. Which, which I didn't been violated, um, what was that, back in November of uh, 2022? I've been violated. I had to go to the county for about a week. But that was in Orange County, and mm. I felt like L.A. County is bad because, like, you know, a lot of game politics and stuff, you got to fight or this and that or whatever the case may be. But Orange County, I hated it to where at the point I was like, man, I wish they would just send me to L.A. County. Like, I'd rather be in really? L.A. County because Orange County is so fucking racist, and, yeah. and it's like they, they, they neglect you out there. Like, um, really? even, like, um, I, I wasn't eating, uh, phone calls, I was supposed to go out to the get on the phone, take showers. I didn't, like, for the first two days, I was in my cell. Like, they didn't even let me out or, or things like that. And then I'm, like, buzzing or when the guards walk by, I'm banging on my thing to tell them, like, hey, like, like man, I ain't get no phone call or nothing there. Oh, well, wait till tomorrow. Or I'm, like, damn, like, can I get something? Like, I, I want to get my uh, commissary. Like, can I get the list for a commissary yeah. or something? Or can I talk to somebody so they can put something on my books? Like, man, it was just neglecting out there. Like, they didn't... Were they using like like slurs too or anything like that? No, nah, they didn't use no slurs, but like you could just tell like they didn't give a fuck. Like, mm. like you saw other people getting different treatments. Yeah, too. people like I would talk to one guard and then he would like basically blow me off, but then um, it would be like a white dude in, like three cells away from me, and then he'll call him and he, oh okay okay, and, and soon he'll get Dang, right up oh, on it. So man. I was like, man, fuck this. I was like, I want to go to L.A. County. I was like, if I'm gonna do time, I'd rather be in L.A. County because at least more so like if you go to like Wayside or something, they they more so tend to you than, like mm -hmm. I mean depending on I was in a low level dorm so, um, but even 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 there. even on the other end you you at least know people yeah I'm saying Orange and County you ain't thing, really gonna like, run LA into County, people like you know people more like Orange County is just nothing but like Hispanic like I literally only yeah. seen one I was there for like a week I seen one black dude and then he was like a weird ass really? black dude so it was like it wasn't even what black dude I could be like okay like solid you know, yeah solid me, like weird as fuck so it's like really I was just there by myself, like I didn't know nobody. It's just all his, like even in like the the holding the holding tank to you know for us to get processed and shit. All his pens, I didn't see no black dude on the whole time I've been there. I seen one black dude. What that you shit had to have felt crazy being right. in the, and then knowing like shit that happens in L.A. Mm -hmm. County and being there and you thinking like what if it cracks like over there and it's just like yeah what the and I'm like nobody I don't yeah. got no nobody don't got my so really I was that just all nuts. alone. I mean, thank God nobody, like, you know, right. they're they not tripping out there. But it's like, when if they was tripping, I literally didn't have nobody. Like, I was really standing on my own type. Like, 
You were in there for how long for that in OC? Um, I was there for like a week. Okay, so like luckily you didn't have to endure like any of it for a long time. Like no, that. but they, I, I bailed out, thank God. Like, um, because usually when you're on probation or parole, like when you catch a case or something or you get violated, it ain't no bail. But I guess, I don't know if they changed it or not, but I was surprised because when I called my, um, the mother of my child, you know, I called her and she was like, oh, I looked you up. They said, you got a bail. I'm like, I got a bail because I was just in my head. I'm thinking like, man, I'm just have to thug it out forever long. It was a violation? Yeah, it was a violation. So you're like, yeah, definitely no bail. I'm violating. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, no bail. bail. So, because yeah. I just went to court the day before I talked to her and they told me like, oh, basically like, um, you're looking at like 70 days. So mm-hmm. I'm like, when well, you know, you do the calculation, that's like 70 days. Like, damn, they're like fucking four, what, four to five months? I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? I'm like, so, and then my next court date was December, which was a month Ooh. away. I'm like, oh, fuck no. I'm like, hell no. I'm like, what the fuck? So then when I talked to her, I was about to tell her like, hey, look, I'm going to be down for a while. But then she told me I got bail. Instantly, I told her, post it. You know, that's when I was still working in construction. So, you know, I had the money and the pay okay. stuff. So I told her, hey, post it now. I got to get out of here fast. I don't want to spend another night in here. I can't. I'm hungry as hell. I'm dirty. I'm like, I got to I gotta get out of here. No, no showers. No, no shower, nothing. nothing. I'm like, fuck, I ain't had no, no bar of soap or nothing. Not like, even a, a, free, a free issue. Not even a, a county issue. The, no, the no. Even, um, when it was time, even when it was time to wash our clothes, you know, I that was my first time there, so I didn't know how it was. I didn't know that you're supposed to get all the way undressed and um, like basically like slide your, your clothes under the door. So when they came around, they was moving so fast. So they didn't even take my clothes. Just, so I was in the oh, same fucking man. clothes the whole time I was there. So I had to fucking wash my socks and drawers in the sink and shit. Like for a whole I had week. like a, a, a old ass bar of soap that the last person that was there there. So I had to take that soap, clean as best as I could, use that okay. to wash my clothes and shit. Like you don't know where the fuck that soap's been. Man, right. like that's you what I'm saying. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah, but it's bad. but then like I said, it's like you got to go into survival yeah. mode. You got to do what you can. So. It's like fuck, man. This was your, your your last time that you were involved or you were incarcerated, technically, right? That was yeah. the last time. In between, there was a time where you got shot. I remember because you came in with you came yeah, in with the cast. Yeah. I'm like, the fuck happened? At where he was like, I got shot. What the fuck? Yeah, you get shot. I, My boy I was. I was doing the program. Um, I was doing the, the hands-on training. Exactly. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let, let's maybe uh maybe if if it goes this way, let's go into how you got out. The whatever time you got out, where you came into PV jobs. Mm-hmm. And then kind of some of the things, and then what ended up happening in yeah. between that, which is... Oh, so is, uh, when I came in the PV, um, when I came, 2019, so... Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I came yeah. in 2019. Um, was yeah. this the first county bid that you had did, and you were you were like, let me go do something? Yeah, Or yeah, did you so have a couple I, more? I was on uh, probation at that time, because I was on probation. Now, I went in 2017, but then I was on probation, so when I came to PV, it was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm on my last year of being on probation and shit, so that's when I came to you guys. Okay. Which, uh, um, Cody hooked me up. Rest in peace, Cody. You know, we just yeah, lost R. Cody. Cody, man, for real. Yeah. yeah, so Cody the one that uh, brought me, but out of everybody, I'm the only one that stayed, so um, I went with you guys, so I was doing the program. How, how many people got brought to, to just to show, like, the, the dropout rate, like, the determination? When, I, the... when we came to do the orientation, I think it was... Me, Cody, it was like me and three other dudes. So it was like, um, you, yeah, like Miko, Cody, me, Miko, Cody, and a dude named Joe. So it was like four of us in total. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I was the only one that like you stuck through, with it, huh? yeah, like, okay. stuck with it. So which I'm so glad because man, I, I mean, we gonna get into that definitely. Yeah. Man. But um, yeah. So when I came, I was like 2019. Um, I was doing the program and everything, but I was kind of like still one foot in. The, I was still in the street. So. Right. 
it was like I was doing the program, it's but which I, you know, I was doing yeah. my stuff. You know, I was doing the classes, like the OSHA class. I even, uh, I think, Brian, I hit you up. I got the, um, I even get my hazmat certificate, yeah, asbestos, asbestos yeah. uh, my, my fall protection. Mm. Like, so, I mean, even though I was in the streets, I was still like making sure that I was showing up, completing the program and stuff. Cause it's like, this was the only thing that was helping me at that time to like stay, stay on track mm-hmm. with. And, and it ended up helping me cause me doing this, I ended up getting on probation. Um, that was 2020, so I ended up making it through probation. Like, smooth. so you made it through probation smooth. Yeah, made out it through the... probation smooth. So and then and then I got a job. I think my first job, y'all guys got me was uh I was doing the roofing. So I was doing roofing. Was that a union? Yep, union. So union roofer for yep, your first local, uh, local gig. 36. That. Local 36. That's I remember a, that's that. fire. I hated it though. I didn't yeah. like it, man. It was it was terrible. So, but then uh so then I got out, but then um. I kind of pulled away from the program, and that's when I was, like, doing things and going through the bullshit I was going through and stuff, you know, still in the streets and stuff. And you then, already uh, had a baby at this time, right? No, I didn't have my baby till last year. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So no, oh, yeah, that's why I really didn't give a fuck. Okay. No baby. So um, then I came back. I think I came back to you guys around, like, 2021 because that was around the time I caught another case. So I did stray away, and I was like, you know, Brian used to hit me up all the time. Hey, Tate, where you at, man? I'm just, I just want to check on you. Like, you know, we got this going on. All right, Brian, I'll be down there lying and don't show up and stuff. Disappear real, bro, broke my heart. But, (laughs) hey, but that's why, man, like, I got to tell people, PV, man, y'all, I I love y'all, man. Y'all forever in my heart's like, I appreciate y'all so much because it's times y'all could just be like, ah, fuck it. Well, Tate, Tate, Tate don't, he ain't serious. But nah, y'all kept calling, y'all kept calling. And then even the times where I do come back around, needed something, only fast. Like anything yeah. I ever asked for, it wasn't like, oh well, I'm gonna see you about tape. Nope. All right, I got you. Just uh, give me some time. Call me back like mm-hmm. the next day. Hey, we got this. Woo do woo. So I do appreciate that. But yeah, when I came back around, um, so now I'm going back into the program because I ended up catching uh two cases. That's when uh, um I caught a case in Orange County and in uh, L.A. County. So that's when I was coming back around. So I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get back on my shit. So I was doing the program, and I was doing the hands-on with the uh, the construction one-on-one classes. Mm-hmm. But then um, on the weekend, I ended up going to a video shoot, which I will tell people, if you ever get a voice in your head, that's the Lord trying to send the spirit to you to talk to you. Yes, sir. Because sure. I told myself, it was, uh, I think it was like 4th of July or... No, was it Fourth of July? It was it was some holiday or close to a holiday. Even if it was summer, though, in general. Yeah, it was summer. summer. Hot, literal. And it was a video shoot going on in my neighborhood at um at this like this gas station we call Club Arco. Like Club Arco, is like <laughs> if you from Delamo, you know Club Arco. Club like, Arco, huh? Delamo Central, that gas station right there, turned up like all the bullshit. Really? You gonna find all the females mm. going there to get gas. You might find like you might go there to get gas, and then you might run into people. Now, next thing you know, everybody hanging out in front of the, the gas station. Like that's why we call it Club Arco. <laughs> it's just then like somebody lounge, pull up, like they just they Arco just turn their music on. Yeah, they just turn their music on, and now you everybody in the front. People keep pulling up. Now people didn't came to get gas, but now they chilling. They like, man, I'm about to stay I here. I kind of want to pull up and just see that. Where, where's this? The Lamar Central. I'm kind of like Lamar Florence. That's the closest one to me. The dude mm-hmm. with the speakers are on on uh, Manchester and and and. Uh, I believe it's Manchester and Crenshaw. Yeah, so club, club the, the, Arco, the dude man, with the whole up. speakers and the yeah. so they just turn up lights, yep, music, turn up everything. Yeah. So um, it was a, a rapper. Shout out to Jason Cash, man. Cash, he, he, he big dog, man. He okay, uh, great lyricist. 
But Cass is out of, out of uh, Carson. Yeah. Okay. So you know, and Cass is signed to Atlantic. Is that well? I'm not sure who he's signed to, but I know he's signed. Like mm-hmm. he's actually like up there. Oh, nice. So it was big. So everybody knew about it. So the whole city came out. You know. So my uh, brother was telling me about it. He was like, "Man, go up there, man. It's, it's cracking like this snap." But you know, that voice in the back of my head was like, "Nah, I don't want to go up there." So. I was telling him, like, nah, bro, I'm about to just shoot the Compton because my family was in Compton. They had, like, a little block party going on in the Compton. I was going to pull up, too. So I was like, nah, I ain't going to go up there. He's like, man, just go up there. Like, at least stop by. Just say what's up. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just go. But the whole time I was up there, I just felt something was weird. Like, I'm like, man, like, something just don't mm. don't feel right. Like, yeah. So people was talking to me, and I kind of, like, was ignoring people. Not because I, I like, I was just so in tune, like, Something just kept feeling like I just had that feeling like something about to happen. And it's like people would talk to me and it's like, have you ever seen movies when somebody talking and then they like... Slow motion or something? Yeah, like everything was just slow motion for me. And then um, I finally was about to tell myself, I was like, nah, I got to go, bro. I don't feel right. So I'm like, I'm out of here. So I told uh, my homie I was with, I told him, like, come on, bro, we out of here. So you, you showed up, you felt the scene, you scoped it out, yeah. and what did you say? Like Which, this? It was nice. It, yeah. it was a lot of people up there. Like, usually, like, you know, I would have been... <laughs> I would have been up there until nighttime, like until everybody just was gone. But it just something just didn't feel right, so um, I just wanted to go. But then the mother of my child, she ended up pulling up, and she was dropping off like this girl that we know. So I told her like, "Man, what the fuck?" So I hopped back out the car because I was telling her like, "Hey, I'm about to leave. I'm not gonna be up here. So you definitely not gonna be up here. So you gotta go." So then I was telling her that. Then finally. Um, I'm about to pull off again. I see that she didn't leave again, so I hop back out again. Hey, I'm not gonna tell you again. Like, when I, once I get back in my car, you better be behind me. So as I'm pulling out, I'm about to go. You know, cause you can only make a right to leave. Like where I pulled out at. And next thing I know, I just see like some dudes like with hoodies on, red bandanas over their face, like that that you like, could what? tell from a mile away yeah, weren't all, part all of that function, weren't part of what was going yeah, on. Yeah, all, all real. I knew I knew mm. that was coming. I knew they was coming because um, it was dudes on live. And that's the thing, man. People got to be careful, man. That Instagram, being on live yeah, and stuff, man. showing your location, like, it's cool. But if you're going to do that, like, be ready. Don't be the one that, that's showing locations and then when stuff crack off, you're not even going to do mm-hmm. nothing. Like, because then you put in other people in jeopardy, which it was so messed up. Because, mind you, another thing, too, I just went to jail two days before. Mm. I went to jail for a gun. Mm. So I just recently, you know, I had nothing, like, you know, so I'm really feeling yeah. uncomfortable because I don't even got nothing. So why am I even up here? Because I don't, I don't put my trust in nobody else, man. So um, as I was leaving, I looked to the right, man. I seen the dudes. They had their hoodies on. You know, they. I already knew what time it was. I'm like, damn, like. But you know, all everybody else is partying. They don't see them because they kind of like around. Like you know, you have to go around a wall to see. So they don't see them creeping up because everybody is too busy partying, enjoying the music video and stuff like that. So I'm like, fuck. I'm like, damn, what should I do? I'm like, I don't got nothing. I'm like, the only thing I could do, man, I could just try to alert, alert the homies and let them know, man, they, they coming. So I was like, fuck it. Like, I just hurry up, jumped out the car, and I just ran, like, by my homies and told them, like, hey, I'm like, they, I'm like, I'm like, they creeping up. They coming, they coming. And they was looking kind of like, like, what? And I'm like, nigga, they coming. Like, I'm trying to tell them, like, they right there. And it sounds like a nightmare when you're trying to I yell. Know, you're yeah, trying to yeah, yell, but you yeah. can't yell. I, I told them it's that, a... and then, but it got them alert to where they like, what the fuck? Like, what, what, like, what's wrong with what you? And I'm like, I'm doing that. And the next thing you know, you just hear the shots. Like, now they shooting at me because, like, they see me. So they, they shooting at me. So as I'm running, I'm seeing, like, bullets, like, hitting the ground in front of me, which that shit was just crazy. I'm like, fuck. Like, like you can see the bullets, like, bouncing off of the ground and shit like that. 
And so I'm the like movies, running. Huh? Yeah, like you it's like the movies. Yeah, I hear I hear it going past my ear and everything. That's why I'm like, man, that shit that shit is just so fucking crazy. So as I'm running, I do notice that like I feel like my arm got like like tingly, like like a tingling feeling. And I'm like, fuck, like, but you know my adrenaline's so high, so I'm just running, 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 running. So I finally got to like a safe zone. I end up uh hitting this fence, like next door, it's like a public store. So I hit the fence, you know, now I'm in a safe zone, like it's still shots going off, like I mean, it was about, like, 50 to 60 shots that went off that day. Like, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, off of just two dudes that you seen? Or it nah, was it, 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 it was okay, a lot. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was just like, damn, that's a whole lot for two two right. dudes that rolled up or whatever. Yeah, the whole time lot. you're running, um, you said you felt a little hot. Your brain didn't automatically tell you, like, this could be me shot or something? or that. It, it did, but I'd say my adrenaline pumping so much, so I'm like, uh, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but as long as I can still run, fuck did it, you, I'm Did you here. do like a, kind of like a brush nah. it off and nothing, nothing? Nah, it was, you were just I, getting I just, out of there. I was there. gone. Okay. I, I'm in survival mode, man. I got to go. They, they right, shooting at me. Right. Like, they trying to get me. So uh, once I got to like a safe zone and, you know, everything calmed down, um, I asked my cousin, because he was right there with me. I'm like... I'm like, man, like, do, do you see something on my arm? Like, and my jacket had like a hole in it. So he like, oh shit, you bleeding? I'm like, what? Oh, so then man. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I'm like, take my jacket off now. Like, shit starting to hit. Now I'm starting to Ooh. feel the pain because now that adrenaline is the yeah, reality right. is coming back in. Right. So then he seen. That's when uh, I actually got. As you can see, I don't know if the camera can see. It. Yeah, you can yeah, see the scar. That's the scar. That's the shit to there. So I'm like, fuck. So um, which it was like, it was good because it was more like a flesh shot. It, it, like, went in, but the way I was running, it kind of, like, dig in, and then it, like, came up. So, it mm. didn't, like, more so go through, but it, like, went in, it dug in, and then, like, I don't know, whatever, however way, or I'm going to just say God, but, like, it, like, dig in, and then it went Absolutely. up. So, instead God, of it whatever, going through, yeah. it just, like, basically, like, like peeled, like, basically just grabbed some skin, kind of. So, mm. um, so, then I'm like, fuck. I'm like, man, so I'm feeling it now. So, now I hop back over the fence. Everything is good. So, I jump back in the car. And I'm like, damn, I want to go to the hospital, but I can't. Because if I go to the hospital, like, they automatically going to put two and two together. They ain't going to try to question mm. me and shit like that. And right. then then I lost my phone. So now people calling me. So now people, now the word is getting like, nobody don't know where Eddie is. Like, they think I'm, like, gone or something. So now people's panicking. They worry. But I just went to uh, my house, my sister's house. They, they was in Compton. So I just drove over there. And then for that night, I just had my sister, like, wrap it up. I was nice. popping pain pills all night. Like, I'm like, fuck, I was going through it, bro. I couldn't even sleep. Like, the shit hurt so fucking bad. But I had to just thug it out because I'm like, I can't go to the hospital because they do. One, I'm on a... No, I wasn't on probation at that time. But I'm like, if I go to a nearby hospital, they're going to know. So I'm like, fuck Automatically, gotta, yeah, you get busted automatically. Yeah, so I'm like, I just got to thug it out to the morning because I don't want to get questioned or none of that shit. So, um... The next day, that's when I finally wait till like the afternoon. Then I went way to like a hospital in like fucking um uh, like West LA somewhere. So I went there and the dude um I had for to the get purpose like, of not getting affiliated with whatever. Yeah, happened. yeah. So wow. were there's anybody hit at the at the spot? No, the I was the only one. The only Damn. one. And that's what are why, the chances of that? All yeah, the people. That's, that's why I tell people like I feel like I mean I ain't gonna say it or people might feel different, but I feel like man I sacrificed myself that day because. I could have just like really just like I could have just been like man fuck y'all I'm getting safe. I'm already just in the turn. car. Ready yeah, to go. I could have yeah. even turned the other way and just skirt off, but I felt like man like like I got to do something like because nobody didn't know like man and, and like my boy would tell you he was like bro you saved my life that day like because he had his family he had his daughter right there oh, and man. he was right there so soon as they would have hit the corner. 
they would have just shot his car up first because his car was the first one right there and he was standing out. So mm. he was like, bro, if it wasn't for you, like, they would they would have got us. Like, it would have been bad. A few people probably would have died that day because they would have they would have crept up, creeped up on so many people and got so many people. So I feel like, you know, I actually sacrificed myself that day. This, uh, the simp yeah, in me right like now, I mean, yeah. the simp in me is, is wondering, were you worried about ba- your baby mama behind you too at all or not? Like, you just kind of... Uh, like- no, nah, I wasn't worried about her because um, I checked in the review before I left. She was still kind of like parked. And that's what was making me mad because as I was pulling out, that's kind of mm. what made me stop again because I'm like, why is she still not behind me? But... Like, just all in a quick second, I looked at her, I looked in the review, looked at her, and then I looked over it, because I was just like, you know, when, like, you could see something out the yeah. corner of your eye, so I, I, I'm looking at her in the review, but then I see something in the corner of my eye, so when I looked over, that's when I seen the dudes creeping up, so now I'm not worried about her, because I'm actually glad that she wasn't following behind right. me, like, you know, so, because she wasn't right there, so, yeah, but that was a, that was a crazy-ass experience. I did. I why do I remember you coming to to PV Jobs when you still haven't gone to the hospital? Did you stop by, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm about to go to the hospital right now." Nah, I think did I? Because I remember too. I'm like, bro, like you gotta go check that. Like, no, 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 no. I came uh, after. um, No, I came here first before I went to the hospital. Exactly. So I came here to tell you that I'm 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 what I was dealing with and stuff. So what he pulled because you already (laughs) we were doing training at that time. Yeah, I was doing training. So you but I had it wrapped. I had it wrapped up. So I had it wrapped, and I was like I said, I was popping pain pills like all night, all day. So I didn't. I was kind of like the painkillers that had me. I wasn't feeling shit. So. But that was so stupid. I don't know why I decided to stop here instead of just going straight to the hospital. I was just like, yeah, I got to I gotta go. Like, And then he was like, what's going on? Like, you all right? I'm like, nah. Like, and then I told Brian. Brian, like, what the fuck are you like? <laughs> I literally like, was like, like that. Like, but, what the fuck? Like, go. Like, right. get out of here. Like, yeah. you, know, like you could have told me that shit over the phone or something. Like, get the fuck out of here. You tripping. Bro, that shit was funny. When I tell you it was the worst patch-up I've ever seen, <laughs> that shit was bad. Cause I knew some, I knew it was like it wasn't legit. It yeah. was like one roll, <laughs> All right. and I'm like, bro, like, it what's was, up with horrible. you? Go to the hospital. What is it? And you didn't tell me though. You didn't tell me you got shot at that time. You told me something else. You said you fell off or something. Yeah, I told you something else. Yeah, but then, but then later, I found out later. I told you. you was doing your little music video, and then I I <laughs> called you and I was like, bro, why you lie? Like, you know, you got shot <laughs> oh, this and man. that. Which I'm like, it's alright. Like, I get it. You know, you're trying not to paint this picture, and you're not trying to tell yeah. me everything. You don't incriminate yourself either way. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's wild that you went through some shit like that, yet you still came back and figured it out. Yeah, but like I said, um, when I was going through all that, and then plus I was dealing with like two cases at that time too, yeah. so I had jail time hanging over my head. So, and then I and then I had a baby on the way too. So, no, not too long after I ended up having a baby on the way. So I was just at a point in my life where I was just ready to give up, man. Mm-hmm. I was ready to give up because I'm like, fuck it, like ain't nothing working. Everything is just going downhill. Like I don't even give a fuck no more. But then coming back to PV, I was just like, you know what? I think Brian had called me one day. It was either Brian or I think even you, Damien. I think one of y'all called me and uh, was like, yeah, we about to uh, do this or that. Or we got to, like, we want to know what you're interested in. So I was like, fuck it. So I did it. And I remember I was saying, like, oh, I'm interested in this trade. And what, two days later, that's when one of y'all called me and was like, hey, the iron workers, they got to they gotta open in for, yeah. you know, you was telling, I seen on your list. I, you- yeah, I do remember that. I had told him, I was like, hey, once in a lifetime, iron workers. And I think you had already did the research with them. Yeah, yeah. And you had threw it out to them. And that's when, when we had it, I was like, hey, I think 
Eddie was throwing it out there mm-hmm. by the Ironworkers. This might be the shot. Right. And, and uh, you capitalized on it, man. Yeah, so I, I went and got on that fast, and I ended up getting in the union. And honestly, I would have to say, y'all saved my life because I just felt like I man. was just, at that moment, I was crashing out. I didn't give a fuck. But once y'all gave me that, it was like, even the, 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 the criminal life I was living outside of all the other shit, it's like, I just threw all that away. I'm like, you know what? And I'm about to have a baby. I'm about to just stay fully focused on just working, you know, working, and shh, I was doing the iron work, and that shit saved me, because now all I was doing was just working, going home, working, going home, because, I mean, it was such hard work, too, I mean, you be tired, man, you don't got time to even, even if yeah. you want to go do shit, you be, yeah. I, man, I go home, and sometimes I be fucking have to get up early in the morning, because now I got to take a shower, because I didn't just fell out on the bed, and like, oh, shit, let me hurry up, I got to take a shower, mm-hmm. and get dressed again, and stuff, like, sometimes I wake up in my work clothes, so... But I just want to say, y'all definitely saved me because, I mean, like I said, I was I was crashing out, but coming back to this program, and it wasn't even more so coming back because it's like I was straying away, but y'all was just on me, man. It's just like y'all just didn't like, nah, like, fuck that, Tay. You, we, we, you yeah. going to succeed. Like, I don't give a fuck. If you don't want it, we want it for you, yeah. and we going to make sure you get it, and y'all did. And, and I remember, I mean, it's also, you know, the, everyone showing, you got to show that you want it too. And even though it was a right, little mm-hmm. contradictory because you were still fucking it up or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But you put in the work though when it mattered. I seen you in the room studying math, like for the prep test to get into yeah, the, And yeah. I was like, that alone, how many times have I told a bunch of dudes study it mm-hmm. and they don't study it? And I'm like, well, how do you expect me to move forward if I don't see you putting in that work? Yeah. And you were do checking all the boxes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Another thing too is is drug testing. Like you were, oh, that's you a huge really one, gave huh? up. Like that's why we pushed you too really hard. Is because you gave up on it. You knew you had to stop smoking. You had to stop doing all that. No, I, well, get... you know what, drug testing. I never smoked, so that was easy. I really, I thought it was like there was like every now and then, or at least we caught it because you were like in the same room or something like that. Didn't we catch it at one point? It was. I was around it, so, but. Even I stopped, like, because I never, I, smoking was just never for me. Like, I didn't like it. Mm. But I did, like, push myself away from people that were smoking. Like, I had to, like, you smoking or all that stuff. Like, I, I had to push myself away because I didn't even want to get contact to where it would even fuck up. Like, Mess or up, it yeah. would show, like, anything that was right, jeopardizing my, yeah, yeah. my drug test. I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm straight. I'm in tunnel vision. I'm not playing. Like, I'm trying to make sure I do everything straight. Like, everything y'all asked me, that's one thing I was like, Okay, now I'm at the point where it's no more fucking up. You're not getting no more chances. Like, all your chances is out. So it's the last chance. So everything y'all asked me, I was like, I was on it. I'm like, I can't, I can't play around and shit. Now, wh- uh, when did you have your baby? I had my baby. Uh, it's crazy. My baby is actually born two days before my birthday. So I'm September nice. 4th, and she's September 2nd. So she was born September 2nd, 2022. Congrats. And what was that Sorry. like? It was beautiful, man. Cause uh. At that time, when she was, uh, um, it was beautiful because, you know, I asked God, like, all the shit I was going through, I just asked God, like, you know, my prayer was, just let me be here and see her born. Like, after that, I don't care what happened to me. Like, I don't care about, you know, unfortunately, like, I was stupid. I don't care about dying at that time. I don't care about going back to jail. I'm like, as long as I can just see my baby born, that's all I want, which was the stupidest thing to ask for because it's like, man, I wouldn't want to miss watching her grow up in the world now. But um, at that time, I was facing, um, they tried to give me a year. Well, that was just for one case. They tried to give me a year and, like, no, two years, actually. They tried to give me two years. So I was facing two years, and then my baby wasn't even born yet. So I'm like, fuck, I'm not even going to be here for the birth of my daughter. And it's like, 
that's all I really wanted at that time. Like, yeah, I want to be there. I want to raise her stuff. But I'm like, I just want to at least get the experience of seeing her born. Because I know so many dudes as fathers, they always tell me, like, man, the most beautiful thing is when you see a baby come out. Like, that's beautiful. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to miss that shit. Like, I don't care about nothing else. Like, I just want to experience that. Yeah. And thank God that, you know, I was able to... Uh, because of PV, you know, me working, I was able to give me a paid attorney, not no public mm-hmm. defender. I had money to where I was paying me a, a, a attorney every two weeks. So with that paid attorney, he fought hard for me. Both cases, they ended up giving me two years probation, which it runs concurrent. So Fire, man. It's like I got two-year probation for both cases. Like when I was just looking at two years, and I was just on one case, the gun case, it's like I had priors already. Like I was already convicted felon and stuff, so it's like... Like, man, I got... It's unheard of, really. Yeah. Right? Most people, like, especially two, three guns, like, all right, you're going to do a county lit at minimum. Yeah, and it was a a ghost gun. And it was crazy because a week later, a week later, a law came out that all ghost guns is banned. Federal offense as well, yeah. Federal, so automatically you get caught with that, that's like three to five years. So I was like, fuck, like, I'm like, man, God, it's really real. So I was able to see my daughter was born and... That day, it really, like, I was already, like, straightening up because, you know, going through the program and stuff like that and working. But that day was the day I told myself, like, like I really got to do something different because this shit was so beautiful. Like, I don't want to miss not another day in her life, you know. Like, I want to be there every step of the way. I want to see her develop. I want to see her take her first steps. I want to see her try to talk, try to whatever. Like, I want to be there for everything, like, every mm-hmm. part. Like, I don't want to jeopardize that for nothing, so... Like now, I just try to like I be by myself a lot, you know. I I got I got ones I love that I still be around, but most of the time I be by myself because it's like, or if I am gonna be around somebody, as you see my boy, shout out Dre, Dre, you know what I'm saying professional yeah. boxer like Dre, I be with him all the time because Dre is somebody that's you know disciplined and got his head on his shoulder. So and he very he he wise in the word too, like you know he be into the words. So sometimes he'll lace me up okay. with the words. Yeah. So. Dre is, is, that's my brother, man. So somebody like him, I love being around him. Miko, Miko's another one. Like, I just like being around dudes that's positive and got something going for themselves. Like, their mindset is on elevating and getting to the next level of success in life. So that's the type of people I'll be trying to put myself around now. Yeah, right. That's definitely good support to have, man. Good support Mm -hmm. to to be able to lean on when you need it for advice, for conversation even, right? Because a lot of times it's males. You know, it's hard to have a conversation. We may not want to talk about certain things, but sometimes if you got the homie there that mm-hmm. know that you guys are on the same tip, you can get some of that off, you know, and get a, yeah. things become a but little clearer. But you know clearer. what? What I learned, too, um, whether you got resources, whether you got good people around you, everything starts within yourself. Hey. Right. So it's like nothing's going to happen. Like nobody can't do nothing for you. Nobody can't make you successful. Nobody can't make you a millionaire. Nobody can't make you whatever you want to be. Everything starts with yourself, so it's you to have to put in your mind that this is what I want. And and one thing about I learned about successful people is they're successful because they became uncomfortable. Like they put themselves out of comfort zone. All successful people have to go out their comfort zone yeah. and become successful. So you have to get out your comfort zone. My comfort zone was the environment of the game banging shit, all this crazy shit going around. I had to try to get myself out that comfort zone of being used to. Oh yeah, I'm being in the hood to. Now I'm in a room with like, you know, healthy, like like wealthy entrepreneurs and shit with business suits. Now like I'll be going like little stuff. Like I like going to seminars where you gotta dress up and 
nice fitted suits. Like I like put myself in that type of room. Like, professional. Yeah, sad. professional. And, and it's uncomfortable because I'm used to the bullshit I come from, but it's like in order for me to be successful, I got to get uncomfortable with it or, you know what I'm yeah. saying, what I'm comfortable with. You even broke the chain with the eye worker stuff too. You yeah. broke that chain and now you're going with something that you actually prefer even a little bit more, would you say? Yeah, yeah, more so. I mean, the iron worker, it was good. It, it, it taught me, because I was already a hard worker, but it taught right. me more of being a hard worker and to teach you how to uh, manage your time. Like, because one thing about iron worker, I mean, all the trades are strict, but iron workers is like, man, they be on your ass. Like, they is like, they, they punctual about things. They want you to be on time. Like, you can't be slagging off and shit like that. And you never want to ruin your name. You know, you always want to keep that name of a hard worker because that's how you stay getting busy. Because, you right. know, in the uh, construction industry, things get slow, man. You fuck around be on that out of work list for for months but if people know you're a hard worker they always gonna try to keep you busy hey hey take i love you working right now that. or yeah. you know whoever like hey you working right now oh okay i got this or like one dude uh called me like a month ago that i know he was like yeah man i'm up north i got a job like i'm told him like i'm not even in the union no more bro but he like mm. oh damn like yeah man i want you to come up north with me man like fuck like i'm like that's the thing like you just Always want to keep your name good, whatever in life. And that's good. It sounds like you got options, though. That's mm -hmm. the important part. You didn't mess it up. You didn't just leave. Yeah. You, you just have it to where you just put it on. You got something else going on. Right. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you didn't leave on bad terms. So yeah, uh, that's fucking badass to have something to lean on in case shit gets rough or you need to yeah. jump back in. And or then something. like you know, like push come to shove. Like I know, also too. Like even if I don't go to Ironworkers, I got you guys. Like yeah. One thing that I always feel good about is that I know that PV. PV is always here for me. Like, mm -hmm. if shit get really bad, like, whether I'm, my time out the program is already passed up. Like, I know you guys, like, I still, uh, we, we got you, Tay. Yeah, like, of course. You need, we got you. So it's like, I, I always look at PV like, this is my extended family. Like, mm -hmm. I got my family here. I got my own family now with my daughter and stuff. But then I also got my other family, which is PV. Fire, like, up, like I feel like a PV alumni, man. Like, you really are, bro. Technically, like, like, technically yeah, I feel yes, like alumni. Yeah. Like, it, it feel good even, like, when I go, because I'm trying to get into the boxing, too, so it been times where I'll go, like, to go work out, but I have my PV shirt on and, like, you know, running into other dudes that be like, hey, man, you uh, uh you you went with PV? Like, yeah, like, yeah, I went to that program. Like, some dudes, like, I met one dude uh, before, even when I was on the job, like, yeah, I went to PV jobs. Like, yeah. uh, I was with them, like, back in the 90s and shit like that, and I was like... Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I, that make me mm -hmm. feel good and shit. That's tight. It's like a whole family. Yeah, it's like a whole yeah, family. Yeah. And it feel like a family. Like, even, like, when I was working at the uh, the Grand, like, I seen dudes with PV shirts on there. Like, every time I speak to them, talk to them, like, like it feel like like I'm, I'm running into another brother. Or if I right, see a sister yeah. from uh, PV, like, it's running into a sister. So, it feel like a, a yeah. family here, you know? That's tight, man. We love to hear shit. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, like, that's what we would like. But I'm glad that you're saying it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, that means that it's working and, and things, you know. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. Right? Yeah, no, that's fucking amazing. I, I do want to touch on what you're doing now. My better cut. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like now, oh. so like now you're you're getting into a whole new rhythm now. Yeah. But which is great though because mm -hmm. you're now you're I've always seen that business side of you. Yeah. Now you're touching on it too a little bit. You're slowly gonna progress and who knows into what. But talk to yeah. us about what you're doing now. So now um, I'm trying to get more into like I'm trying to go into like business. So um, I'm part of a. a I know a dude that I met named Mahiron that my buddy Malik introduced me to. Like Mahiron, he's like successful in the tech industry and e-commerce and things like that. So um, he got like expanded projects and things like that that I joined. Like one of them is like World World. It's called Worldwide Group WWG. So basically, they like like teach you and train you like your mindset on becoming a business owner. And they partner mm -hmm. with like 
a company called Amway. So it's like that's the business side is with Amway, but really Worldwide Group is like training you to become like a business. So now I'm an IBO where I'm an independent business owner now, you know, so I got that. So I'm just uh, trying to change my mindset and get into more of the business, learn the business, like even like work right now, I'm learning how to uh, clean my own credit. So that way I get my credit right yeah. and I can uh, give me some business credit going on, you know, things yeah. like that. It, so. It's America. Everything gets bought here on credit. Nobody ever pays up front. Yeah, you know, nah, credit. So, so that's why I'm, you got I'm just, that? it's like, yeah, the working is cool. Don't get me wrong. Not working is it, fine. I'm never knocking a nine to five, but I'm just on the mentality. Like I never always been the type like, oh, yeah, I see myself doing this for 30 years. Like, no, I always told myself, like, if I could put 30 years into a company and make that person rich, why not put... Uh, or make that the owner of that company successful and more rich and me at a uh, at a level, why not put that same time, yeah. blood, sweat, and tears and years into myself and I could be that person, you know? Yeah, so, you're right. So, yeah, I am, I'm trying to change my mindset and to become more of business. And Plus, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get into the boxing too a little bit. So, I, you know, I got, like I told you, my boy Dre, he's a professional. So, Dre got me into the boxing too. So, I'm trying to do the boxing. I'm trying to become a business owner, like, so I got I got plans, man. I'm trying to become an entrepreneur, Amazing, man. I, I see the boxing physique, bro. I do see it. I yeah, do I've, see been, it. I've been I'm working out. Did you sit down? Or yeah. or yeah? Yeah, I got I got Because sure. you always had cuts. Every time mm-hmm. I met you, you always had cuts. But I didn't I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I lost a lot of weight. Well, yeah. I went also two years ago. I went vegan, so I'm full fledged vegan now too. So yeah, I man, forgot so, he vegan. Yeah. yeah. So that's what people gotta understand, man. When you're trying to do better, man, you gotta change your 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 body, your mind, your health, like. So I I went vegan. I'm into like herbs now. So I be like kind of like trying to be like an herbalist, like holistic stuff. Yeah. Holistic so I will be trying to put like, like I, I learned that people only gonna follow or they only gonna. I'm trying to be a leader, but nobody's not gonna lead nobody with 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 no results. So everything I'm Very trying to true. do, I gotta have the results order to lead people. Cause when when people follow me or they they decide to go behind me i want them to lead the the right way like i want them to go to the right thing like everything i'm doing is for the better of the next person or the better of the next generation you know on top of me trying to create general wealth for my family because i mean i grew up in an environment where like i said my dad was a hard-working nine-to-five dude but nobody in my family like nobody think about the next generation like everybody just when the kids come along they just here like nobody think about setting them up for life like I'm yeah. trying to get to the point where, you know, my grand, my great grandchildren will be fine. Like they don't even got to worry about nothing. Everything's already set up for them. It's just up to them if they're gonna knuckle down and put their mindset to really doing it. But it's there for them. But like us, come along. It wasn't there for me. Like as you see, I had to go through PV. I had to go through this job, that job. You know, it wasn't just like, all right, well, hey, we got this business, like family business. Like you can start off with this and you can venture out to your own thing, but. You got a foundation right here. Yeah. Which, I mean, actually it was. I take that back because my grandfather had a trucking company, but which unfortunately it shut down in 2015, um, a year before my grandfather died. So that was the general wealth that my dad and grandfather was trying to create for us because that was supposed to be something that I was supposed to take over. Keep going, huh? Yeah, but I mean, when things happen, like, you know, like that was just like no option no more. So now it's just back to... I mean, everybody got to figure it out type. There's only so much dad could do, you know. Yeah. One thing I want to point out right now, like, is your goals for as far as boxing. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, shit, who knows, man. In a couple of years, we might see my boy in the ring oh. on uh, ESPN. Well, and, well, he, you know, we'll have a yeah, little quote right. that he can the, always refer the goals back to. With boxing, Train some like, of the kids um, we got. I mean, I'm older, so, you know, everybody know that when you get into boxing, 
um, you like to get too young. But the way my mindset is, anything is possible as long as you put your mind to it. So, right. I mean, my thing is to just try to learn as much as I can, perfect my craft, and, you know, get some amateur fights. And, you know, once I go amateur and just keep going, just see how far it can take me. Because even if it's like, okay, I might not be, you know, next Javante Davis or all them top guys, but, you know, I might become a trainer or open up a gym for the youth or right. something, you know, so... I'm just uh, trying to do as much as I can. Damn, you're not even you thinking know, about I, fame. Go ahead, my bad. No, no, I was just going to say, I love the fact that you don't go halfway with anything. You at least try. Right. Like you said, you said, mm-hmm. I'm going to get to the best level that I can in this because that's the objective. Why else would I be in this game if I, like you said, mm-hmm. amateur, if that's as far as it gets, that's as far as it gets. But you're going to put in the work to get to the, yeah, the, 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 the you know. I can't, even if I go to professional, like I told myself, yeah. I at least want one professional fight, you know. Yeah, so, which is um, which is huge, man. That's huge. That means it's a lot of work that comes with it, you know. Yeah, it's a, it is a lot, and, it, and it's not easy. You know, I'm still going through my challenges, even like uh, like sometimes mental health and things like that. You know, mental health is real, so you know it's not easy because it's like something that you gotta like, not only just the boxing but the business. You gotta put your full mind and focus into like your your mm. daily time and things. But it's hard when you got real life still going on around you. You know, it's like. I'm not there yet. The business not big or the boxing is not where it needs to be. So I'm still going through challenges. Like, you know, so I'm not making it seem like things perfect. I'm not up here making it seem like it's easy or it's yeah. all figured out. Like, I'm still going through my challenges. But I'm just at least here to give the next person that's watching this hope. Like, just right. don't give up. Like, rather than just giving up and folding, just take that energy and just put it into your craft and, and let it be your motivation better rather than demotivating, you know? Yeah. 100%, man. That's dope. I, I love the passion, I, and I love that you're not being selfish about it. You're not thinking about the fame and money. You're also thinking about the others, like, who's coming behind you? If this yeah. doesn't go as far as even fame or anything, you still at least want to be able to provide that gym for the kids and do all that. Mm-hmm. You're not being selfish at all. Yeah, because what, what Nip said, Nip said that the highest act of uh, humanity or, or kindness is uh, to inspire. So my goal in life is uh, people be like, my goal is to become this and that. My goal is just to inspire, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm, I'm only going to get older, so the youth is what's important. But if we're not doing what's right, or we fucking up, or we going on a bad path, and it's like, look at what the youth... I don't want the youth to look up to me, and and I'll be all fucked up, and it's not staring them right. this way. I want to stare. If they going to look up to me, or if somebody, whoever it is, I got nephews and nieces and stuff, whoever look up to me, I want them to look up to me and be like, that's what... Even if it's not what I want to do, but that's how I want to be type. Yeah. You know, I want to inspire in a good way. I want to inspire with the best I can, like to give knowledge, uh, financial literacy knowledge, um, business knowledge, or even health knowledge, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the dope thing about that is, like you said, you could do that. You can have that impact mm-hmm. at a bigger scale, at a small scale, at a family scale, friend scale. You can have that impact. You know yeah. what I mean? Um. Yeah, no, I love it, Eddie. You know, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time, shooting through, telling us your story. And I think it was one of the, uh, it was a good one, man. It it had the real, you know what I mean? Like you said, this is something that you're still working at. You know, this is something, it's an ongoing process. Like we said, we started at almost 18, 19, 20, and Mm -hmm. we're still working at it. You know what I mean? And and, and as long as the goal is to eventually break out of the, the cycle Get your stuff right, which you're already doing, you've been doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we're winning. Everybody's yeah, yeah. winning. You uh, know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. Yep. Definitely. 
So with that being said, I think it was a great episode. Appreciate you, Eddie, for oh, shooting man, through. Blessing us with this, you already know. Thank you, dog. We appreciate you. But with that being said, Re-Entry Network Podcast, let's get it, baby. We're out, yo. Woo!